see you again. It's been a while. Yeah, dude, it's it's good to see you. I, I, I feel like I haven't seen you since that dealer show, actually. Yeah, I think that was the last time we saw you. Yeah, I think that was the very last time. Yeah. How, how you been? Oh, I've been good, man. I've been uh, busy just trying to, you know, keep the hustle going and all that. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I've been... Uh... I've do, I've been watching you doing the podcast after you're killing out. You you been doing a lot of good stuff. I, I appreciate that, man. I'm trying. I'm, yeah, of I'm course. Put out the best well, just, I can. So <laughs> yeah, well, it's good to see like someone in Arizona is doing something like really like good. Like you 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 know like you you're doing it the right way, which is really cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. I I appreciate hearing that. That that means a lot. I I started it for you guys. I started it to you know help help musicians understand the industry and. Uh, and I, I, I'm glad to know that I'm doing that. So. Oh yeah, no, no, dude. I've been watching. I'm like, I'm like, damn, dude. Like, who's teaching this guy this stuff? Because like, <laughs> he's just killing it over here, you know? It's just a lot of time, man. I've spent 12 years in the industry. I've yeah uh, been on a few tours and stuff, and done a few. Yeah, things. it's yeah, it's crazy because me and Caleb actually we tried doing a podcast like last year, and like it, a lot of people don't really realize how much work really goes into a podcast oh, dude, yeah. until you actually do it, or like even just content creating in general. And people are like, you see it for like 10 seconds on, you know, on social media. And you're like, okay, but little do people know that took like hours to do, you know? Yeah, true. You know, and I, I know that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I, I do, uh, I do like three or four interviews in a week sometimes. And they'll take yeah. like, you know, it's like a 45 hour, hour conversation at least. And then I have to edit and all that. But I, I love doing it. I'm not complaining by any means. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely enjoy what I do and I, I love, you know, bringing, bringing that knowledge to people. So sure. Yeah. So, so let's get right into it, man. I wanted to ask you, um, one thing I wanted to ask you for sure, like to start off is what exactly is Mark Life up to during pandemic? Oh, dude, we've been, uh, we've been up to a pretty good amount of stuff. So, you know, right before, you know, obviously last time we saw you, we saw you at the, the spy dealer burial show and all that stuff. Um, ever since then, you know, we kind of, um, we had a lot of songs that we even played when that show happened. And ever since then, though, we've been like trying to figure out recording studio. And then like, we just got the deal with We Are Triumphant. So we were kind of trying to figure out like what to do. And like, we were kind of like, well, we have a bunch of songs to record and we're trying to figure out where to go to. And so during the um, pandemic, you know, when that ended up happening, kind of like put everything on like this, not like a standstill, but it kind of put everything on like just like this really slow incline, just yeah. trying to figure out how, like, there's so many things we had to adjust after the pandemic happened and like music video shoots and like recording songs and like when we're able to go to the studio and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And so, um, we, well, to answer your question, uh, we ended up recording, um, a few songs, um, a few songs all as, uh, we just announced that we're dropping an EP on September 4th. Oh, okay. So finally an EP is coming out from okay. us. So that's going to be really cool. Really excited about it. And, um, we have, we shot the first music video, um, done by Lance Gerger. Oh yeah. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. You Hopefully know I, I said it right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even <laughs> sure, man. I just know him by Lance. Yeah. I, I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. pronounce the name anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, Lance, killed it though. Lance is killer, man. He's, he's a great videographer for sure. I was going to ask who you did it by. So, so I'm glad you answered. Yeah, we did it with Lance. And let me tell you what, that guy, he's, he's such like a hidden talent. No one knows about, you know, oh, it's dude, like, man. I will, I would love for more people to book music videos with that guy because, like, he's just so good and so talented, but no one knows. No yeah. one knows about him. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, man. So we, we shot a music video. Well, actually, fun fact, we actually shot two music videos in one day. One of them has not come out yet. Dude, and that, that is, is hard. That is rough. That is uh, so hard. I, I just recently uh, went out with the boys and smile on the center and we, yeah. uh, we were shooting two music videos back to back and we did it over dude. the course of three days, but it was, oh my God, dude. Dude, check it out. Doing that in Arizona. Oh, dude, you're telling me, bro. <laughs> dude, we were exhausted. So, I, and I saw you guys like, what was it? You guys went to Globe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good night, dude. Globe is so extremely hot, too. Yeah, dude. And we were we were we were in this warehouse where it was like no AC, nothing. It was it was the worst oh, thing. God. We had to bring we had to bring this big like two by twelve base cab all the way down like three flights of stairs and it was just Oh god. It was like a nightmare, man. But uh Yeah. Was it hot like in the place? Oh yeah, dude. Well we were like we were in this like basement area, so it was kind of yeah. like I mean, it was lukewarm, like it wasn't too hot, but we had fog going, so it made sure. it very humid. And it was just like, oh, after oh, a while, God, that like, had... on day three, we were just like, can we get the hell out of here? Like, <laughs> oh, dude, mixing that with like Arizona heat, it's yeah. just like that's just such a clash right there. The oh, Titans, dude. you know, absolutely, yeah, no, that's pretty much exactly what happened with us. Thankfully, one of them we were able to shoot at night, the safe room video, we shot that one at night, so it wasn't as bad. Um, but when we shot the other one, we actually went to Flagstaff, so it wasn't nearly as hot. Oh, so, you know, it's, it was, it was okay. So, um, but it was still pretty hot because like that was like when summer was first hitting and we were like, oh, we got to shoot two music videos because, you know, as you know, half the bands in Arizona, half the bands in California. So it's, it's a very limited time for us to all get together at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were like, well, two music videos it is. And so we shot two. One of them's going to come out the day of, um, so yeah, but so we, we ended up going to the studio. We, we are shooting, uh, videos with Lance. Um, we have a few other things, uh, that are on their way. Um, I can't talk about it yet though, until yeah. after the EP's dropped. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, there's a lot coming, um, that's going to probably last throughout the end of the year. So we'll, we'll probably, uh, you'll be seeing a lot from us until pretty much the beginning of 2021. And hopefully by then, we'll have even more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. I was, uh, I was really hoping cause I, I've said it before. I, I've seen a lot of bands that are just kind of like sleeping right now. You know, they're not doing much. This uh, is not the time to sleep. <laughs> exactly. It's not the time. Yeah. Like if everyone else is sleeping, you should be that one band that isn't, you know? Oh yeah. Like, and, and I think I'm, I'm glad to see the Mark life is actually doing things because I, I had a feeling you guys were, but you know, it's always good to like check in and make sure. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's like you want to, I, I think it's really important to build very clean and good and impressive content. Uh, content is is just as important as the sound of the band as well as your presence. Absolutely. And um, I I take that to heart. And you know I've I've been in bands in the past and whatever and like learning from like things back then versus like now. I know like how important like content creation is from your social media look to like even your band promos to even like recording quality, all these things I'm saying, a lot of people are like, that's common sense, but you see a lot of new bands nowadays. And you're just like, like for me, if I see a new band and like, they don't have like a good look or like their recording quality is not like at least decent. I'm kind of already tuned out with it. And yeah. then that's not because I'm like downing them. It's no. just that that's the market, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Everything's so oversaturated nowadays that you have to like, you have to stand out in any way you possibly can. Yeah. So, 
Absolutely. No, it's it's definitely important to have like quality recordings. I've talked I've talked about, you know, this before and I'm sure you've heard uh, yeah. about about just like how bands want to like they want to look professional, especially like if you're a local band, say on a uh, on a national showcase. Like like for example, I'll use you guys for example. Since sure. Um, the the dealer burial spite show that we were talking about that you guys were on, I had no idea that you guys were technically a local Arizona band because of sure. the fact of how pro that you guys portrayed yourself. Your performance was there. You guys had you know all your merch, your quality. Like you guys knew what you were doing. And I've talked about how you want to seem like when you're a local band playing a national show like that, you want to yeah. seem like you belong. You know, you want absolutely to think you're indistinguishable, ind- indistinguishable from that tour package. One hundred percent. And and going back to like recording quality and all of that, like, dude, it's it's not hard to get a quality recording nowadays. Like, it's can, really not. You can pay like three, four, five hundred dollars to some guy and get him to record your pr- produce your song for you. Like Eric Jensen, for example, is a prime example. I think he charges. That's like who did our stuff. Song. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. dude, I, and he's he's like one of the best Nazi on that price range, in my opinion. Um, and I think it's um, really important to have um, like everyone. It seems like nowadays, you know, anyone can buy a focus right interface. Anyone can buy like a really good, you know, a condenser microphone and like, you know, whatever, record whatever they want. But I think it's really important um, for newer bands to understand. It's not just like even like having a good recording. It's really important to have a good producer who knows your sound and knows how to work with you, too. Because if you don't, I've worked with people in the past. and I'm like, like this guy on the paper seems great, seems really cool. And then when it goes down to like business, it's like he's shit in the bed, you know, it's like, you need somebody who understands you and you understand them because you just need to like, needs to be go, go, go. And like the ideas need to fly, you know? And if it's like, there's tension in it, it's really hard to have something good, cohesive come out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, uh, to your point, like you want someone that, you know, vibes with you, someone that they understands your music. Like for example, if you're, if you're a metalcore, hardcore, deathcore band or whatever, and you go with the pop punk producer, he's not going to understand, what exactly makes a metalcore hardcore? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so, so I absolutely one hundred percent agree with that. Cool. So let's uh, let's talk about we are triumphant a little bit. I wanted to ask you sure. some questions about it. Um, how long have you guys been signed with them? So we signed with them after we dropped the song "Loner Wolf." Um, we dropped that. I can't remember how long ago we dropped that. I think that was like a right around October. No, no, a little bit earlier than that. I think we dropped it right around October, if I remember correctly. And when we dropped that, um, Greg Long from We Are Trump had reached out to us. Um, and he's like, Hey, like you guys are doing pretty cool stuff. Like I'd be interested to, uh, get you on a contract. Well, actually it wasn't even Greg Long who hit us up first. We got hit up by Famine Records first. Oh, okay. Um, they were talking to us at first and we were actually getting pretty serious with them, but then ended up, um, coming down to, Greg sent us a better contract. Yeah. Um, and the contract ended up being pretty cool. And so pretty much we, we signed with them in back in November of last year, but we didn't really n- announce it until 2020 happened. Uh, just because we're like, okay, cool. We'll announce the label signing 2020. We'll do this very old show. And we're just, you know, we have all these other things lined up. It's going to be perfect. And, um, so, you know, we ended up uh, pitching it like that. So we signed in November. Um, and we've been, we've been working with them ever since. And yeah. What, uh, what exactly has it been like working with Greg Long? 
So um, it's been pretty good. You know, it's like it's interesting to see because we are um, we're managed with the uh, Dreamer agency um, and we have um, uh, we have we are triumphant as our label. And so it's really cool because we have kind of both of them working as like management label. The Dreamer agency is kind of like a, um, a, a team of it's like a label, but it's more of a management. They kind of like intertwine and like use the ideas the same way as a label. So it's we use um our the main guy who we work with in the dreamer agency his name's cameron norris and uh greg long and they work together to be able to find the best way to push our music out and there's a lot of things ever since we've been signed to we are something that i actually did not know about like um playlisting and like just um you know how to do google ads and like you know how to really like get your stuff out there and it's been a really nice insight because you know for me i'm like Okay, like when I first got into it, I was like, I'm not really sure if they'll really bring anything to us at first. Cause like, I, at first I was always like, yeah, like, cool, maybe I'll sign to a label one day. Um, if it's really worth it. And at first when we got the, uh, the deal from We Are Trump, and you know, I'm sure everyone's heard like, there's been some good things about We Are Trump and bad things about We Are Trump. I'm sure that's the rumor. Yeah. And, um, that's why, you know, I was kind of sketched out about it at first too. And then, um, you know, it's it's been really cool having Cameron and Greg work together to bring both knowledges together to kind of just maximize um, everything for us. Um, from We Are Trump, it helps us with budgeting our music videos to like, you know, um, finding the specific um, targets um, to target people when we release things. And Safe Room was um, our first real test because... Um, when we were, when we did Lona Wolf, we didn't really, we just put the video out again. We dropped, we like dropped it, took it down from YouTube, had them just re put it out to show we were on We Are Trump. And we didn't really push that one too hard. And so now that we're on We Are Trump and Greg's been pitching us to like all these different playlist curators and like having the more of the inside scoop on Spotify and stuff like that. And so it's, uh, it's been pretty nice because, you know, now that we're on We Are Trump and, you know, the, our first week was the best week we've ever had. And so, um, we ended up getting on a few Apple music play, like curated playlists. And then, um, Spotify did great the first week. I mean, you know, we're still like a pretty little band. So the first week, I think we did 13,000 streams, yeah. which was pretty good for our, our very first, like yeah. professional, like whatever release because the songs before that, just death and loner wolf first week. I think before, like we knew what we were doing, I think we had maybe 800. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's, it was a great improvement for us. I'm really excited to see what the EP is going to do. It's kind of like, we're kind of going through this as like, um, just a learn, a big learning process to see how this works. Cause I've never been on a label, you know, and none of the other boys have, you know, Caleb, this is his first band he's ever been in, you know? Um, so it's, it's been kind of like a learning process for everybody. Um, even though I feel like, you know, I, I had an, a lot of knowledge and so does Cameron. There's things that Greg knows that even Cameron doesn't know. There's things that even Cameron knows that actually sometimes Greg doesn't know. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see everybody just like combine together and like bring all this stuff. So it's, um, it's been a pretty interesting learning, uh, process to see all, everybody just like showing us what we haven't been doing right and how to be able to get like these big numbers that like these big bands are getting. And so, um, you know, uh, it's been pretty cool to see. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm glad that you brought up uh, the fact that you were you're still kind of a, a newer band, simply because like to me, you guys are kind of like the prime example of the type of band that I'm talking about on the podcast all the time. Like a band that starts and within like a few months they're signed and they're ready to go and they're doing all these crazy cool things. And it's like it's just cool to see that. Like you guys give proof to the rest that it's possible. You know, oh yeah so, yeah so I'm, it's I'm, definitely possible for sure you know it's like a lot of people like have this like miss like this misguided uh, idea of just like how like how things need to be and like it really comes down to just how like labels want to see you already professional you know if you kind of come out of the gates just like okay like we're we're learning like i get that everyone learns especially if you've never done it before just like just like podcasting, you know, yeah. it's like you have to learn to be able to get to like the big stuff. But like when you know, you got to use that knowledge. Like back in the day, I was like, who cares? We don't need merch. We don't need promos. Throw up a stupid logo and like, let's call it a day, you know? But nowadays it's like labels want to see like you have that logo, you have the promos, you have the good professional songs with a good production. You have a sick music video, you know, um, mm -hmm. you have a good look, you have the aesthetic. And like they kind of want to see that all done. And what we came out with those just two songs we were a band for five months hardly the first music video we hired on four other members just to play in the video with us oh, and nice. then this yeah so like we didn't even know like half that's of those awesome. guys that's awesome. yeah and we had the guys from orenda the drummer from orenda and then we had this guy ryan he was the guitar second guitarist and then james he was just this punk bass player that wanted to do it <laughs> that's it yeah. you know so it's like we, we were just like like hey like come join in and help us do it and then jacob did the music video oh, nice. and um yeah so when everything ended up uh happening we we're just like whatever we'll just make this look as pro as possible and then people need to realize that the more professional you look it really matters like your look more than it. i a lot of people yeah. hate me for saying this it's true though but it's true it's 100 percent true yes you know what i'm about to say the yeah. look matters almost more than the music does yeah. It's true, man. Your so. brand is everything. And like in, in today's day and age where everyone's online, like everyone, everyone is pro, you know, like you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta step above them. You gotta have the, you know, the look, you gotta have the, the legitimate cover photo on your Facebook or whatever. You gotta have all of that because your brand is important. I've talked about it before. I've talked about how bands are basically businesses and they yeah. brand as such. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't go into a Walmart if the Walmart looked like crap, you know? 100%. Yeah. So it's, it's the same concept when it comes to bands and music and all of that. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So, so you talked about being in some, some previous bands and musician or uh, music projects before. How long exactly have you been a musician? Like, tell me about your story. Uh, well, actually, it's funny. Um, I was never a vocalist. You know, oh, it's nice. like I, yeah, like I do vocals now for Mark Life and, uh, you know, I, I love doing it. And like, I've, I've definitely like tried to like perfect my sound as much as i possibly could um but before this my when i first started as a musician i don't i wouldn't even really consider myself a musician at, at this point in my life but at when i was in fifth grade i did the trumpet and oh, nice. ever since then i was like i was like cool like you know i i have no clue like i would just like you know they're like i'll oh, play the banana boat song for people who were in my age group you understand what this reference is but like i'm like just pressing the three buttons i thought the trumpet was the easiest thing i was like yeah whatever there's only three buttons how hard can it possibly be and i couldn't get it i was so shit and um so after that i kind of like 
Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't do really anything after that for a while until I hit middle school. I started playing bass guitar. Um, did a lot of lessons there in bass, and then I kind of just um, hung on that for a while. And then I joined my first metal band. Metal was has always been the what I've been doing in music, and um, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do metal until I joined the first band, though, and so. Joined the first band. I played bass guitar. Still really wasn't even that good at bass. I just kind of, I knew how to keep a rhythm and like, I was not technical. I wasn't these guys are who are like, bang, 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 you know, I wasn't <laughs> you, one of those guys. You still doing it though. And that's what counts, man. It's like, that's you, true. You learn to be good. Like as long as you're actually attempting it, like you'll, you'll get oh, yeah. it, you know, and, and yeah. you have obviously. So it's like, yeah. Um, and let me tell you what, thank God for MIDI because oh, yeah, that's dude. how, <laughs> anytime like i'm trying to like the guys are like me and t- the guys are together i have this vision i'm like guys i have this vision and we should make a song that's like this i'm like eh, 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 eh. they're like what the fuck are you doing i'm like here let me just type it out on midi really quick and i'm like dude whoever made midi give that guy an emmy award or something like up, that yeah. dude no, yeah got it. that dude the guy who made midi is a straight up like genius and i love that guy dude. It's probably so disrespectful. I don't know his name, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's true. <though. laughs> the guy's probably like, if you ever listen to Spaz, he's like, it's fucking me, George Klein, or something like that, you know? Uh, it's true. It's yeah. True. But yeah, man. So I, I did bass. And then, like, after a while, I was in this one band. Um, and I played bass for him for a while. And they, like, we just kept, like, cycling through vocalists. And so many vocalists just came through the band. I was like, you know what? I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to be the vocalist. And I like pitched into the band I was in that at that time. And they're like, all right, I guess <laughs> Sam's going to do it now. And I was like, I won't let you guys down. And I remember the first song I ever recorded. Oh my God. It, I, I have it. And it's so <laughs> undeniably bad. Like not just like the structure of like how I place the lyrics, but just like my tone. Like I like learned to scream like, a week earlier and they're like all right studio we go i'm like cool and i sounded like garbage <laughs> complete garbage and you know and ever since then like i um i just kind of like took vocal lessons myself i kind of actually um learned how to actually scream from ryan kirby from fit for a king yeah yeah dudes. yeah and he he has a really good technique and like that's how i kind of learned to um um, articulate my voice. You know, I, I call Ryan screams R screams because he does a lot of yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he screams a lot like that. And so I was like, how does he do that? And like for a straight month, I was just like grinding on how to scream like Ryan. And finally, like one day it clicked and I was like, oh, so, this side, is how it's side done. Note real quick. While you were, while you were grinding, how would you, cause I know like screaming in an apartment or something like that can be very difficult. So, so how did you, how did you like practice while you were trying to learn? How to so, play? um, back in the day, this is, this is years ago. So I've been screaming, I think for about, oh boy, uh, screaming, singing in general for about five, six years now. Mm-hmm. And I think, the first time I did it, like I was practicing, like I said, for a month, I would just be in my car. I'd be like driving to work when I had like yeah. this company car. And I'm just nice. like, I'll listen to these bands and I'd like, I'm like, okay, what's a band that I could at least say the lyrics through all the way? I'll get the lyrics through. I'll try to remember the cadences and let's just try to like, let's try to copy it. 
And then I just, for a month straight, kept trying and trying and trying, couldn't get it. And then one day, I finally, like, what just got so frustrated. I just did something completely different. I was like, oh, that's it. And I found it. Nice. And I, even though I didn't sound like Ryan at all, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, now I have my own, like, voice. And ever since then, I've been just kind of, like, making it the Mark Life voice now. Yeah, there you go. Just keep keep building on it, man, for sure. For exactly. Sure. Um, okay, so... Uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought for a second. There. All good. I talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, we went on a side tangent. And I started, I started thinking about other things, and I was like, "Oh yeah," but uh, uh, it's all good. I do the same thing. So, so let's kind of let's circle back to we are triumphant because I know you. Sure. I know you had mentioned earlier uh, there are some good things and some some bad things that everyone has heard about. We are triumphant, and I'm sure. I'm neither here nor there. I don't really care either way. I think if if they hand you a good deal, sign that deal. Um, but let's talk about your guys's deal. Sure. Uh, when when you guys got the deal, being you know kind of a fresh band and not really you know ne- necessarily understanding deals and all that, did you guys have a lawyer look at it or did you guys? We did. Yourself? Okay. Yes. Yeah, we had um we had uh, a few different lawyers look at okay. it actually because you know we were working with like Famine Records for a second and then we got this this new contract and we we're like like shit like we are Trump and is you know decently bigger and like who knows maybe they have big connections so we kind of took it a little bit more seriously um and so we took it to a few different lawyers um i t- i overviewed it myself the management team uh, overviewed it our, um, themselves too and we were just like okay like first of all let's make sure it's not a 360 deal okay that's yeah. rule number one then make sure it's not a 360 deal unless they're giving you like hella money or something like that <laughs> and so it wasn't a 360 deal it was actually a, a pretty good um, percentage it was like uh like um, you know, a lot of label contracts, even actually the, the, when we were talking about, uh, our first contract, like a lot of labels will take a certain percentage, as everyone knows, um, from certain things. Um, we are Trumpin has no control over our merch. We have full control over it, but they give us a store. So mm-hmm. like what the cool thing is, is like we send them a design and it's instantly a shirt. So that's what the coolest thing about um, you know, the contract is with them is even though they take no percentage of our merch, we can send them a design. It goes up on their site called merch solutions or something like that. And, uh, it's instantly a shirt. So versus, you know, like if you're a band yourself, you know, you had to cash out hundreds of dollars to be able to make 24 shirts to, you know, whatever, bring on tour and stuff like that. Yeah. We are in Trump. And the great thing about them is that we were able to just like send them a design. We're like, Hey, um, this would be cool on a shirt. Maybe you want to put this on a flag or something like that. And they're like, how about both? And we're like, yeah. cool. So it's like, it's instantaneous for us. So that's really nice. And like, if touring, when touring comes back, if you know, that's the case, we would be able to get bulk supply at like no cost. And we just pretty much recuperate it back to them. So they don't take any of our merch costs. They don't take any show costs. They don't take um, anything that, you know, it's like bands get paid a certain amount per show usually. Yeah. Um, and, um, they don't take anything of that. They just take, uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much music is like their main category. They're more marketing. This is one, one big thing I've learned about. We are triumphant since I've been with them. Um, key thing with them is they are 100% a marketing label. Like they, they are just to promote the music. Um, and, they, a lot of people are like, you think of label, you think, you know, you're going to get paid 
thousands of dollars for your signing and then you're going to some some labels are like that the big ones are of course are like that but like little ones like this um it wasn't necessarily like that they were they're more interest, interested in like the streaming um promotion side of spotify apple music youtube those are pretty much like the main things they really focus on um which they're really good at and i'm really appreciative of that but as far as everything else goes as for help for like you know um making content or like um just like you know like paying for pictures or like um anything like that cost like general money um like even music videos um we pay for that um pretty much we are trumpet just puts their budget into marketing the songs online um that's pretty much their main thing um everything else is kind of still up to us which is why we kind of still keep the dreamer agency with us because they help us out with to be able to like make the content and stuff like that so for people who are confused about like what we are trump specifically does that's pretty much their main thing is that's um 100 honesty it's just you know i it's been like i said good learning process but they only do really specific um targeting with the music and budgeting for the music nothing else like you don't get like uh, you have to make them a budget before they give you a budget back so like for this first stuff we pretty much put the money all in ourselves um minus a, a few small things there here and there um but you know pretty much their idea is you give us what you got we take that that is going we're going to give you a, a budget for the next thing and then you take that and you're going to uh, use that as your budget for the next album or ep that you do um so that's pretty much how it works oh cool 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 yeah i was uh, i was curious about that because i've heard of you know i've heard a few bands from here that are signed with him and different things and i i've just i've heard some things about we are triumphant so i was curious about that um I did want to ask you, uh, this is a little off topic, I guess, but sure. I know we talked a little bit earlier about, um, about performance and just like how Mark Life performs. And I wanted to ask you, like, you, you know, it looks like you've kind of been doing it a while. Like, it looks like Mark Life has been around for ages. It looks like you guys are pro as hell, in my opinion. And I just wanted to ask you how, like, what gave you, like, the motivation to be like, yo, we got to be the best. Like we gotta, we gotta do this. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I think the main thing was, is that, you know, coming from like a band who like I was in the, you know, I'm not going to mention who the previous band was, but I was in this previous band for like, man, I can't remember. It was like eight, nine years. I was in this previous band and like, I was in this band for a while, you know, changed the name, rebranded everything. And like, you know, I was kind of, in that band as a person who didn't really make the decisions i was just kind of always the person who was like i was like oh you know what i'll i'll just do what i'm told and finally after a while um i started realizing i was like i think i have some better ideas i can bring to the table and when that band failed i was just like okay look i'm gonna try this one more time you know i'm gonna give this band thing you know one more go and and i'm gonna do it my way this time though and so, you know, when me and Caleb initially first formed Mark Life, you know, like he'd never been in a band and like, you know, it's just like I've been having to kind of like teach him like, you know, specific things that I at least know over time. And like, I just told him like, you know, even like I'll even critique big bands some days and I'll be like, look, like performance is such like a big thing. And like, I just took everything that I learned from the previous band. And I was just like, man, 
you really like you got to do it big that's just the one thing i know like even stage performance like i'm such like i remember when we first started rehearsing for our very first show and i was like look guys if you're not throwing your heads across this stage if you're not cracking your skulls into the floor when this thing is going on like i'm not playing this show like the audience engages the band based off of how if they see that the band is into it they're gonna be like dude i'm fucking in you know oh my god dude i've been saying that forever absolutely like yeah oh dude we we as musicians as bands we are entertainers like we are there we are there to put on a performance we are there to put on a show and if you're just saying like just sitting there playing your guitar like this like no one like, dude that's what i'm saying no one's gonna care man like that's the difference yeah. between local produce and national level bands like yeah is is literally straight up image and performance like if yeah you can master totally things obviously you know you want to get quality recordings and all that but oh sure yeah, yeah in my opinion are 100 percent like the most important things when it comes to it really is dude Oh yeah, totally. And you know what? It's it's like I'll even watch big bands nowadays. Like my favorite one to use is Vale Maya. I remember when I first saw Vale Maya live, and like the the rest of the band is like like throwing down on stage. I'm like I'm like so into it, and I'm like watching the vocalist. And for me, like this is my my number one thing. It's like if I don't see a vocalist, just like if I see a vocalist not trying, like I know there's techniques to doing screaming and singing. That I know there's both, but if it doesn't look like you're like into it or trying to be into it, then I'm not into it. And yeah. so I remember the first time I saw Vale of Maya live and I don't even know the vocalist's name, but everyone knows who I'm talking about. So I, I saw him live and like the guy, he's, I, he's what I call a show off vocalist. He's just one of those guys who's just like, check it out. I can scream like this and not even look like I'm trying, you know, just like, he doesn't even look like he's breaking a sweat. And I'm like, dude, the the fans don't want to see how well you like scream. Like, of course, like they want to hear it, like how you scream or whatever. But like, they want to see you like, like, like your own shit. And like, you weren't liking your own shit on stage. Like, people love to see. Yeah. Prime example. Yeah. Liking your own shit. That's. that's Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Like you got to vibe with the music you're putting out there or other people aren't going to vibe with it, you know? Exactly. And like, that's my biggest like stickler of like, like, like I said, bands may have like super sick music and I may be super into it, but I'm like, let's wait till we see them live. Yeah. And then I see them live. I'm just like, man, yeah, like you put out some good stuff, but like, I just can't like, I can't vibe with you while you're on stage. Yeah. You know, it's just like it, a lot of bands do that though. Yeah. Yeah. I've been disappointed a few times. <laughs> Same. You know, like Me you too. really like a recording or something. You're like, man, I'm so stoked to see this band. And then you go see him and you're like, oh man. Yeah, you're like, you're, that's the problem with like with some bands that they they make something so sick. You're like, man, I'm so pumped to like see them for the very first time. Let's, let's go. And like, for example, like actually a lot of people may be surprised to hear this one, but when I saw Dealer, I saw Dealer. (laughs) Okay, okay, so I was going to say it. (laughs) I'm glad you said it, but it it was rough. Yeah, dude, that that's the show I was thinking about actually because I was in yeah. love with their EP, dude. I was in Same. love with their 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 all of the shit they released, and then I went. Rest in peace, dealer, though. You know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, dude, rip. Uh, rip straight up. Like they stole the Al- Alpha Wolf sound and made it popular, and then yeah, it is what it is, dude. dude. Yeah, I know. When I saw them, I was I was so hyped because like they were right on after us. I was like, dude, we gotta pack the van. I'm going inside. Yeah. I'm watching dealer. 
And I'm watching them, and I'm like, um, like, come on, guys, <laughs> come on, you know. And I was so pumped about it, and like, that's the thing. It's like they had such a fat sound on their recordings. So, but when it came time to perform, it was just. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. So, so I'm glad you bring up Dealer because to me, that's like that's the prime example of a band that kind of like they almost blew up faster than they should have. You know, dude, so quick. Like they they played really good music. Don't get me wrong, I love their music. But, oh yeah, but when it came to performance and stuff, they, they it seems like they were a band who was like, okay, we put out these really solid songs, and then like ten minutes later, they got offered a, a international tour. You know, and obviously, you're not going to turn down the international tour. But if yeah. you're if you're a new band and you're not used to being in a band, you're not used to playing shows every night. You are not going to put on a per- good performance every night. I completely agree. It's just you know, and that's that's you know goes back to kind of like making sure that you're pro before you start reaching out to labels and reaching out to like touring agencies and stuff like that. Yeah, agreed. Well, I remember when I saw like I was like really stoked. I'd never seen Aiden live, the vocalist yeah. of well, ex vocalist to Dealer. Yeah. And um, when I saw it, I was like, I was like, man, I can't wait to hear how this guy sounds live. And like. Dude, I swear it was like every twenty seconds the guy would hold out the vocal mic like this yeah, to the dude. crowd. I'm like, bro, like we want to hear you say it. We like say the thing, you know? Yeah, say the thing, bro. Like he would skip straight up verses, and I'm just like, come on, man. Like I'm like, bro, it's like it was like every twenty seconds. I'm like, no, you can't. Like, like you can't do that, dude. Like dude. you're not architects out yeah. here. Like come on. I'm I'm all for it. Like I'm all for the crowd singing every once in a while, but like sure. give us lines, man, not full verses. Like, dude, I know. Uh, yeah. And I saw that. I was like, come on, dude, come on, dude. I was like rooting for him so hard. Uh, no, but... I, dude, I feel that absolutely cool. So let's stop. Let's stop ragging on dealer. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they already got enough problems right now. <laughs> yeah, they're already going through enough stuff right now. Yeah, but uh, but no, I I for real, I do hope like the rest of the band kind of figures all that oh way. i do too like, i met a lot of those guys and like a, a lot of those guys were actually really nice people yeah. so i hope they end up working that out yeah because i mean in my opinion like dealer was one of my favorite bands of last year so like to see them see them kind of you know fall out just made me really sad yeah no um, i agree i'm right there with you yeah yeah for sure man so um cool so well, obviously, no shows. That's unfortunate, man. How do you feel about this whole yeah, thing? I know. no shows thing? Like, how how are you? <sighs> well, it's it's interesting because like now, like the new thing. Well, I guess like the new thing that's kind of happening now is like stream shows. So yeah. like you know, people are like running out. Like I saw in Hearts Wake just do one where like they like dropped bags on like a venue and like have like this whole like light set up different um areas in like this room where they're doing different part like an acoustic area like the full band area like a different full band area single shots area with like multiple camera angles i'm like it's very interesting you know because like i'm seeing like um well, we actually we kind of just um got our first show offer just like about a week ago uh, to do a like a live stream show um with two other bands so it'd be like if we were doing a show um with two other bands and there'd be multiple camera angles like a, a sound mixer um to mix it live um uh, well i actually know it wasn't a sound mixer that mixed it live though you know there'll be a basic sound mixer there'll be no one in the crowd they record it like on a thursday and apparently what happens is they record on a thursday drop it on a saturday or a sunday oh, okay. um and i guess it's like 
you know, streamed across whatever website. Um, and it's interesting cause it's like, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet because I'm yeah. like, I mean, I would love to try it. I really would, but I'm just not sure. I, I just, I don't know. I've never done it. And so I'm just like, we got that offer. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I'd love to give it a try, but I'm like, is it going to like, is it beneficial to like have a band do that? Like at different locations, like, cause like it wasn't even in California or in Arizona, it was in Nevada. And oh, so okay. what, yeah, what would have to happen is like the two boys in Arizona and the two guys out here in Cali are going to have to drive to Nevada, play this three band show and live live stream it. And it's like, it's interesting. Cause I think about it. And I'm like, I, I thrive off of how the audience interacts with me. Yeah. And when I'm on stage or when I perform, I vibe off the uh, audience of or the energy of the audience. And so I'm like, you got to do what you got to do. I definitely agree. You got to do what you got to do, but it's like, it's interesting that this is kind of like what's going on right now. Nothing's happening until 2021. And like, I definitely think, you know, it's the right thing to do, but it's really hard for bands to figure out exactly what to do right now. Cause this has never happened, you know, yeah, yeah. like this has never happened. And like, this is kind of like separating from what bands are like, cause like I've been bringing this topic up with, with a lot of different people. Cause it's like, what's going to happen when shows do come back? You know, there's so many big bands who, so say they were ha having a tour got canceled or they didn't have a tour and they were going to tour at the end of 2020. So now when 2021 hits, it's going to be like this mass wave of all these big bands going on so many tours. It's like, so for like, I'm not saying we're a big band at all, but for like smaller bands, what I'm interested to see what's going to happen because I don't know. I don't really know how that's going to take. If, if there's even going to be local spots for like, club red anymore it's yeah. gonna be just touring acts like what's i've been very curious to see what's gonna happen about it because i'm not sure yeah i definitely i definitely have some uh theories and speculation um one thing that i i think for sure well i, I don't want to say for sure but one thing that i think might happen is uh starting in like march maybe maybe january maybe a little earlier uh but sure. march is my like thinking starting in around march we'll probably start to see uh local shows again i think yeah um which will be very small capacity local shows but it'll be local shows and then uh, yeah we won't see probably a national touring act until probably april or, or may of next year but when that happens it's like you're saying i think it we're either going to see we're either going to see an influx of just like a ridiculous amount of tours which i don't think is very plausible yeah i think that something like warp tour might come back where we see a giant tour with a bunch of bands who all didn't get to mm -hmm. go on tours and stuff like that um which will allow for us to kind of like still have smaller tours that, that have local openers and stuff like that granted this is all speculation this is just theories off of you know history and experience in the industry um but that's kind of what I'm thinking or what I see. Sure. Um, but to your point, I think that, uh, I think that it is quite possible that we could experience, you know, a lot of an influx of touring bands where, where local or smaller bands don't necessarily have yeah. the, the ability to play these, these acts and stuff like that, which, which could kind of cause a little bit of an issue for these smaller bands. But I think it could. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's why I'm saying that that bands need to be pro. They need to, you know, put Yeah, they re- really do. Now more than ever, like like yeah. how you said at the very beginning, it's not the time to sleep because like, you know, the thing is about this is like luckily thankfully we have actually like the dreamer agency we are trying to help support us during like while this is all happening and like still push us as like hard as they possibly can at this point um but like for bands who aren't like even on a label or like stuff like that it's kind of hard for them because i mean it's already like decently hard for us but like think about it this way like how like so say if like even you were on a come up and there was like this tour package coming out like you're not able to play shows so you can't really prove yourself your epk is kind of on a pause because like you can't be like oh look at this tour we did like we just did like this three week long local tour and you can't put that on your epk anymore so like you know just like being able to show the labels like say you're trying to pitch yourself to a label right now or pitch yourself to a touring agent or anything along the lines that you don't really have anything to pitch like you don't have anything to be like Hey, check out what we're doing because no one's doing anything. Yeah. The only thing you could do is put out a music video if you're lucky and then go to a recording studio if they'll let you be in a recording studio. And that is the hardest thing I think about this right now is like for small bands to be able to catch that, that, um, that upswing for them. Yeah. I think that's pretty hard right now. And, um, just because all the big bands are still just tr- trying to stay relevant and like, you know, like, youtube platforms like dreambound and um beheading the trader and chug core like they're like putting out videos like every day now where it used to be like so spaced out but now everyone's trying to stay relevant so hard it's like it's it's just tough yeah it's it's become like we thought it was saturated before it's going to become even more way more or it is becoming more saturated as as we speak right now um wow man Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's end on that sour note. And I want to, sure, yeah, no, yeah. I, I want to ask you a, uh, a question that I like to end every interview with. If you've, if you've heard my interviews, you're, I'm sure you know what it is, but, uh, I like to say, or ask you what, if, if you had a piece of advice to give a new hustler out there, someone who is just trying to break into the scene or break into the music industry, trying to start a band, whatever it is, um, what would it be? Oh, yeah. I, I've been thinking about this question a lot because I, I know this is this is uh, your question right here. And this is the hustler podcast, man. You know, uh, but no, it's it's it, if you want to really make it anything like I, it took me years to be able to figure out the knowledge that I even have today. And like, I don't even think I even have all the answers. I don't think, you know, anything that I have necessarily right now in my life, I, I don't think I necessarily have all the answers for anything. But I think what you can do is make, I've said it a few times on the podcast already, but the professional, professionalism in anything you do, whether it's a podcast, whether it's music, whether it's a music video, whether you're a cinematographer, a photographer, anything you do, you gotta have that professionalism. You know, like there's, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've seen like some super sick bands, but with a shit attitude or like, you know, just a, a, a shit look not make it even though they could have they had plenty of chance you know like that happens everywhere and anywhere so it's what did you say you you lagged for a second i lagged yeah right before you said chance and then it like came back and said chance and then you like you were, like you were speaking, but I you weren't moving, so it was like, darn this Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's pretty much the main thing, though. It's just to get it. You gotta have that professionalism, and you know, if if you want the chance to be able to make it big, 
you know, it takes time, you know, for sure. Like just because, you know, like bands don't need like, you don't even need to play a show to get signed. That's the thing. Like you said earlier, like we got signed after two songs. You don't need a show to get signed. If you want to get signed, that's your goal. Sick. Do it. But, um, you know, the professionalism is where that all comes into play. Like if you're doing it for fun, cool, but like use all your avenues, you know, use all your avenues to be able to make yourself like as big as you think you can possibly get yourself. Like you got to, you you know, know to promote, you got to know, like educate yourself. I think that's my second biggest thing is along with the professional professionalism, never think you're too big to not learn from somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No one is too big for shit. Don't have a big head, you know, like, you know, who knows, like you could be talking to like this fan in the crowd who could be bigger than you eventually one day. Like, you know, that's why I I love talking to fans. You know, it's like, you don't know whoever you're going to meet one day, who knows, like somebody could be a connection somewhere. Like be nice to your people. Don't be an asshole. You know, it's like, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing and, you know, don't, pretend like, Oh, like I'm, I'm better than this band or I'm, I'm better than these people. So I'm not going to support them. Like support each other, dude. Cause like, yeah, like sure. Like make your product as big as you possibly can, but like do that for you and don't down anyone else's shit. Just like do what you have to do and the work will show. Yeah, absolutely. Stay humble and hustle, man. Like 100%, you know, it's stay humble. There's no reason to go targeting anyone. There's, there's enough drama in the world right now that we don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, no, I 100% agree with that. And I think that, that professionalism is obviously very important. That's the whole reason that I created this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but it, yeah, man, I think that, uh, I think that that was all 100% right. And, uh, I agree with it wholeheartedly. I, I really enjoy talking to you, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Dude, same. Way. Yeah, yeah, this is great. We finally did it after like yeah. how many times we've, we've <laughs> for those who don't know who are watching this, me and dude, we've tried scheduling this at least three times. Oh, dude. at least three. At least. And like, yeah, we and finally it did always it, ends so. up coming up and makes it makes it difficult. <laughs> but it's good to it's good to finally have a conversation with you, a recorded conversation for everyone to see the whole world. But no, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, no. I think for real, like I I think you brought a lot of value to my listeners, and I'm I'm really glad that I got to have you on and talk to you. I really appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having me. Like, you know, and congrats to you guys. Like, you know, I'm stoked to see everything you got going on and uh, fucking keep keep going at it, dude. You're killing it. Just keep hustling, bro. Just keep swimming, Dory. That's right. (laughs) Dory kept swimming, dude. Kept swimming. (laughs) All right, man. Uh, where can they find you? What, what's your tags and all that? Um, Instagram, uh, we're marked life sound, um, Facebook, we're marked semicolon life. I know the semicolon is super stupid, but guess what? We're different. So you know what it is. Um, (laughs) I like that defense. (laughs) Dude, I quick side note, Caleb came up with that idea and he's like, let's put a semicolon. I'm like, don't be a cock, you know? And so so now we have a semicolon, but whatever. Um, I was wondering why that was there. I was like, man, this is so confusing. Why is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, we're using it right, but it's like people are like, whenever people spell our name, they're like, just marked life. They don't do the semicolon. I'm like, fucking goddamn it. Like, <laughs> whatever. We, we should have just kept the semicolon out, but whatever. It's marked semicolon life, one word. Um, YouTube, marked semicolon life. Uh, our name is marked life, not marked semicolon life. I'm just gonna shut up, dude. <laughs> you you're, you're, you guys are on everything. You're on Spotify. Yeah, we're on everything. Find us on Apple Music, uh, Spotify. It's all Mark Life, uh, YouTube, 
find us wherever, send us a message, whatever you, you need. Sick, man. Well, Sam, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it, dude. You have a, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man, definitely. Catch you later, all right? Later.